This is the Beards of Blue Ridge, episode nine. Then the two beards. The two beards of Blue Ridge, yeah. Marcos has yet again abandoned ship. Once so again. Once again. I wouldn't be surprised if he's downstairs shaving his beard right now and just. He needs to shave his beard yeah. for missing twice. They so uh, should shame him a little bit, but. Oh, that's a yeah, that's a definite <laughs> for sure. Oh, it's on. It's not unlike Marcos to just not show up, but. Well, I mean, he's here, but he's not here. You know, he, he's physically here, but his spirit needs to hurry up. Is right. what he needs to I do. feel like his beard is more of like a. I wonder if I get in trouble for saying this, but like a UHS color than a Blue Ridge Acadia <laughs> color. <laughs> Make him shave it into a a very thin goatee or something right. like that and wear that. Yeah. Chin strap. <laughs> yeah, handlebars. How was your weekend? Weekend was good. I changed change for normal. I did a lot this weekend. Nice. Yeah. We converted my daughter's... So we got rid of her crib and got her a big girl bed. I mean, there's not much that can rob your joy. And there's not many things I hate. One of my top three is putting together or breaking down any type of prefab furniture that is with Allen wrenches. Oh, yeah. You do a quarter of a turn, take it out, quarter of a turn. Yeah. It's in tight spaces. So that kind of robbed some joy for a couple hours Saturday morning. But got that done. Um, did a whole bunch of uh, grilling this weekend. And then got our backyard ready. Did you get that uh, toilet paper thing, huh? The what? The uh, toilet paper thing. That's next weekend. Don't, <laughs> don't overextend me now. Um, so we did that and then got my backyard ready. I got a big landscaping project. They're working on it at my house actually right now. So I had to clean some stuff up. But it was a good weekend. What about you? Man, you know, honestly, this weekend I don't feel like I didn't do that much that I can remember. It's one of those weekends that I don't, it's kind of concerning at times because I don't recall it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When I sit there and try to reflect back on it, I'm like, what, what the heck did I do? Did I do? Um, yeah. You know, I went. I know I went to um, on Sunday. See, Saturday's the blur. Like, I don't recall what actually happened on Saturday. I can't mm -hmm. pinpoint most of that. Um, Sunday I went and, and, well, I mean, I worked out both days, but then I went and got uh, to Hydrate. It's one of my favorite places to go. They do, like, the IV bag, immune boosts, and wow. hydration and all mm -hmm. that. So... Went there. Oh, oh, hey! We were just talking about how you were probably downstairs shaving your beard off right now. You have now. to shave right. it into a goatee now. For I thought it. the meeting was downstairs, and I've been waiting on you guys for yeah, like. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had, we decided you either have to go beardless or chin strap, something that's not you know not a full beard at this point. I understand. I've not been respectful of the beard lately. <laughs> I'll try to make amends. <laughs> but no, I don't I don't remember a whole lot of um, what happened. Uh, I need to really ask Anna. I'm not sure how present I actually was yeah, right? on the weekend. Oh, I, now I remember we put a, a Sunday, though. It was I put an office together for her. Really, both of us, but she... That didn't. was Sunday. Yeah. What happened Saturday? I don't remember, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. It's like, like a, a blackout. <laughs> I don't know. I can't recall yeah. what what did I do Saturday. I feel like I did something, but I mean, I know I worked out and uh, I had a call with my sponsor. Mm -hmm. I did that, went over, uh, you know, just goals and stuff that he wanted to talk about, so that was cool. 
Um, did some school work, mm-hmm. but outside of that, I don't remember a whole lot of, of anything else going on. You think like benzos from your former life were released maybe, in your system? Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know, it was one of those days that I, when I look back, I'm like, what, what happened Saturday? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember the, you know, so, but I mean, I remember Sunday, I was pretty aggressive and, and all day long going, 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 then yeah. watch the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. We had yeah. some we had some people over, new couple in our house or in our in our neighborhood came over that were kind of meeting and got introduced to so they came over and. Did you their... see that stuff about the streaker? <laughs> the guy that yeah. he he had I mean I don't placed know, it, it on the prop yeah, bet he yeah placed the prop bet it's like a three hundred k payday yeah, or something like that yeah. he put like fifty k down saying he bet that there would be a streaker during the Super Bowl yeah. I know and then yeah. he went and did it with the streaker <laughs> yeah had to pay a grand of it to get out of jail but he he walked away with oh that's him. well worth it yeah. <laughs> that's a good return yeah no, I don't know the validity behind it but it's pretty good. it would seem like because I I used to in my Previous life, I like to bet on sports. It would seem like you might lose your bet if you rigged it that way. You know what I mean? If you placed well, yeah, the prop. I don't know. But. Well, you had a buddy, a decoy buddy, that yeah. took off first and distracted everybody <laughs> so he could get free. I think the guy had more yards than the Chiefs offense <laughs> in the whole game, too, man. He shook him with a spin move. That's right. He actually yeah. made it in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> What about you? What'd you do this weekend, Marco? If we had any Kansas City fans listening, uh, you just root, you just yeah, that's I over mean, now. It's reality. That's what it's true. Just no, this, I think they they're the ones that need to come back because they're going to need lifted up out of this. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, they need to hear the message. Sign that man with a contract. Sign that streaker. He's, he's quick. Well, he's they had good. a meme, too. It's like, bring your son to work day, and it had Tom Brady with uh, Patrick Mahomes on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. It was pretty bad, but my wife's from Tampa, so we were rooting for uh, Yeah, we were rooting for the, for the Bucks, And just the history of it all. Yeah, I was rooting for Brady. I, uh, I didn't necessarily care about the team in itself. Yeah. It's just the old old guy. Now, one thing I do think he should have done is left it kind of open-ended. I mean, he clearly said, I'm coming back. Oh, so I'm, he's, yeah, they yeah. say, what about I'm coming back? But, We're yeah, I back. think he needs to get on a call with Michael Jordan and have a conversation about Jordan coming back to the Wizards oh, and how man. that went south. Don't go to the Wizards. Maybe yeah. go out on top. You know what I mean? These guys are a different breed, though. I mean, they don't know – we were, I was actually talking through that, and the, the couple who was at our house said, yeah, can you imagine, like, it's hard to give up your whole career? And I was like, we, if you think about, like, what we have as jobs, it's a little bit different because Tom Brady's probably been playing football since he was right. little. Yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah. so for probably 30-some-odd 30 years, yeah. That's all he's ever done. What's well, do you do you love the game in itself more than you love your own ego of being able to go out while you're on top so nobody can ever say anything other than mm-hmm. that. You know, like if Jordan went out on top, I don't know how much conversation there'd ever be about Kobe or LeBron, Zero. you know, being like a Brady just if he comes back and things go south. It's kind of like Brett Favre. He kind of went south towards the end there, and you're like, yeah. oh, man, just... Well, to be the the, go, the greatest ever, I think part of that's good decision-making, too. And it's, like, it's true. You know, I think I would, in my sick head, I'd probably 
love the the ego more than the game. Yeah, one more. I'd probably stay involved. I mean, he's going to be yeah. involved in the game some way, no, shape, yeah. form. Yeah, yeah, he's already a coach, pretty much. Yeah. I think he, like, runs the offense by himself, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was can. amazing. It was good. He's amazing, yeah. Other than that, it was just church and kids. And we went to church. We went. We started a new church this weekend. Oh, nice. And, yeah, because I haven't been in church in, it feels like a year with COVID. So we started For the record, more. we were all outside. Everybody had masks on outside. Yeah, and exactly. We're Social distance. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> my, well, they're, one of, they're pretty big on that at my church. They're, like, super. <laughs> one of the things that I want to talk about this morning, and it, and it kind of came up for me on Sunday, but I've kind of been thinking of this throughout the past few months and it ties in with our God shots and really everything we've talked about through every podcast. And it was the word hurry, right? And how it distracts us and can cause a whole lot of problems. I want to read something actually. So I read this book, it's called the ruthless elimination of hurry, which I highly recommend. It's really good, but there's a little, uh, excerpt in here and, it's specifically talking about our spiritual lives, but you could replace spiritual lives with work life, family life, relationship, recovery, whatever it is. And I thought it was good. And it said, uh, today a number of historical circumstances are blindly following, are blindly flowing together and accidentally conspiring to produce a climate within which it is difficult not just to think about God or to pray, but simply to have an interior depth whatsoever. We, for every kind of reason, good and bad, are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. It's not that we have anything against God, depth, and spirit. We would like these. It is just that we are habitually too preoccupied to have any of these to show up on our radar screens. We are more busy than bad. We're more distracted than, more distracted than non-spiritual and more interested in the movie theater, the sports stadium, the shopping mall, and the fantasy life that produce in us that we are in church. Did I read that right? I think so. Pathological busyness, distraction, and relentlessness are major blocks today within our spiritual lives. So that, again, talking about your spiritual life, it just, that hurry, 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 always on the go, and and we're not in the present, just robs us of so much, you know? I'm terrible right. at it. Oh, me too. Yeah. I get locked in on my routines. I get locked in on here's what I got to do. I get locked in on stuff. The way I it just, should be. Yeah, just miss. In my head, whatever, whatever, like I know anything. I miss all the experiences throughout the day and things that where God could be speaking to me or talking to me or even not even from God, just the experience of what I could learn at work or on the phone with someone or whatever it is. And on Sunday, the the pastor we listened to he he brought up a good one and it hit home for me as he's like man I, with little kids he's like the nighttime routine i try to just rush it as fast as possible brush your teeth drink your water get in bed be quiet go to sleep because i want my me time you know yeah. and the t- the experiences that you could miss just with your kids you know in that time so oh, yeah. stuff like that just always that hurry that's been on my mind a lot lately Oh, I, I totally identify with that. <laughs> well, see, I, when I hear you reading it, it's... So I have a different... There's hurry and there's busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. What he was... What it sounded like when you were reading it was a, a, talking about distractions and about busyness. So you can be busy and not productive. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
then a state of hurriedness to me is more of like a I mean, it can be an, an excitement, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're running to get on a roller coaster. Hey, man, come on, come on. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But uh, that excitement, uh, anxiety, or even the stress, you know, you're trying to rush to get out the door or whatever, and it creates in your body, it puts you in a different state of consciousness, mm-hmm. or a lack of, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this guy, I was, I was listening to Andrew Huberman. He, I don't know what he is, but he sounded like a scientist of some sort. But yeah. He was basically coming in saying that being in a hurry, you know, it makes you feel like you're in a heightened state, like alert, when you're actually not. So what ends up happening when you're in a hurry is your pupils dilate. And when they dilate, your eyes function like portrait mode on an iPhone. You know, you everything in the background is blurry, and you only see that one thing right in front of you. You know what I mean? So gotcha. it's that idea that, that you're focused on one tree instead of the forest. You know, yep. you can't see anything else, and therefore your lack of awareness goes down. So you might, it's like, I think like Navy SEALs and all that, you you know, they you think they're in this heightened state, which they're not. They're actually in a calm, alert state yeah. because they're trained to do that, which is abnormal for most people to be able yeah, to pull can observe off. and yeah. see everything. Yeah, and they yeah. know, and it doesn't make them, you know, feel stressed or anything like that. So I think, you, you know, you look at that and, and with less stress you kind of move into that more conscious state of alertness if you will and that's when you can see the forest through the trees so you see everything would that be like uh being in the zone like when you're playing sports or like like you're moving as fast as anybody who's in a hurry but if you're relaxed Right. And you're in the zone and everything's, you can kind of see it all and you're, right. you're moving with it. Like Tom when your Brady. brain's able yeah, to. Like Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Like Tom Looking Brady. at defense. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, like, you're making speed these. Speed is there, but he, every, he sees everything. But he's, he's not calm. in a hurry. It's just no. like. Uh, no, and it, it, the, old the reality of it is, yeah. you, you know, because you do it at work, at home, whatever, you start missing, you know, you're not seeing the bigger picture. I mean, I talk about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a state that you've got to condition yourself to get into of being able to see bigger pictures in, you know, situations where you are under a, a stress or a deadline or a pressure or whatever because then you start missing stuff. It's like yeah. trying to get out of the house quick. You get out of the house 30 minutes away from home, you start to relax and you realize you don't have your phone. Right. You know, or whatever. Or you forget, my wife, you my wife will, without belt. fail. <laughs> right. Yeah, you forget. Which I may or may not be wearing a belt right now. <laughs> my wife, without fail. <laughs> Especially when we go on we long trips, <laughs> my wife will drive because she gets like car sick and stuff and we'll get an hour away from the house. So she'll be like, did you shut the garage? I'm like, did you shut the garage? You're driving. <laughs> like the thing is on your side. That's your responsibility as a driver. And she's like, I don't know if I shut the garage. And I'm like, well, we're not turning around. Okay, you got to get the, mine's got a, on your app on your phone. I can open it and see. see it. That's what I need. What's but I she's a little tra- traumatized. We did go to the beach one time. And we left the garage open for a full week. And, like, our garage door was unlocked. My neighbor was like, yeah, I just kept an eye on your house because I knew you weren't there and your garage door was open. I was thinking, like, you could have just walked in and closed the (laughs) horn. You don't win the Best Neighbor Award, but thank you for at least watching my house. (laughs) But this guy goes in and he talks about, like, when you're in that state of hurriedness that you're in a survival mode, obviously. Your brain stays in that you know that survival mode and in that survival mode you you're impulsive 
it's unhealthy, you know, and then all these kind of things start happening to you. You have bad mental health and physical health outcomes. Your immunity is impaired. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the, the pluses, I guess, about COVID is, is the reality is it slowed people down. So hopefully their immunity yeah. kind of maybe went up. But I think it's one of those things he talked about um, breathing. So you know how people say you're supposed to, when you're stressed or, you know, we work with clients and all that, do deep breathing exercise and all that. He actually says that's the worst thing you can do, and he, he plays it out. So what he's saying, when you do take a, a deep breath in, your diaphragm actually moves down. It creates a bigger space in the cavity of your heart, and your heart starts to speed up because it, it, the blood, yeah. you know what I mean? So your brain is telling the heart, hey, you're, you're pumping way too slow, speed up. So when that that obviously <laughs> increases yeah. your alertness, speed you up. he's saying that what they need to do is have longer longer exhales so you don't take when you want to become more conscious you take deeper breaths and shorter exhales but when you want to slow your body down you actually take shorter breaths in and and actually extend the exhale and push it all out because the diaphragm then pulls closer to the heart cavity the heart rate actually starts up first and then the brain says no you slow down there's no reason to get wound up you know what i mean because the cavity so it's literally using the mind to control the body yeah, if that makes sense, yep. which was interesting to me because we, we teach them the opposite yeah. of yeah. all these deep breaths and all that. So, you know, it's crazy. And he goes on to talk about these. You can, you can force yourself into a state of hyperventilation, and it actually helps condition your body to endure stressful situations, you know. I was like, dude, this is going to be sick when Anna yeah. comes out yeah. Yeah, right. tomorrow morning, and I'm like hyperventilating. You're right. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'm good. Leave me. Yeah. But he had all these different, there. <laughs> it was crazy. He, he talked about all, it's like when, you know, when you cry and you take, it's a two breaths in and it's like that, yeah. oh, it's yeah. due to your body is overloaded with carbon dioxide and then it's yeah. trying to rid itself yeah. of it. So you can do a meditation where you take two breaths in and one breath out. You can also do the, the hyperventilation. We both tried it at the same time. Well, you, did. you have yeah. to do it like, I yeah. did it when then he was like, oh, that's bad. And I was like, oh. Just did it. Yeah. Well, if you want to increase your, your thinking pattern, your cognitions, all that, it's deeper breaths, shorter exhales. Um, which I you know, I never knew that. But now it was it was pretty pretty cool stuff to listen to about hey, when you you know, you get your state body in a state of hurriedness is, is very different than busy. I know a ton of people that are busy yet they're not in a hurry. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's all the, it's, they're not productive either. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a kind of a, a double edged sword. And you got to look that you live in that state of hurriedness all the time. And yeah. one thing my mom did when I grew up was so she set all the clocks in the house 10 minutes fast. You know what I mean? So you're prepping, you're always getting ready. And you would think over time I knew it. You did. And I still behaved as if that was the real time, you know. So it kind of set us up for success constantly. Yeah. And I to have. this day, I don't know when I go in our house, I'm not sure <laughs> what, what time it my, is. <laughs> did you change these now or, yeah. you know? My kitchen and microwave clock are a little bit ahead and that's for my wife. She probably won't listen to this, so it's, <laughs> so it's ahead of time, yeah. Because it's, I'm, the, I'm the same, it just got drilled in my head from a really early age. Talking about time is like, if you're, and this, this goes for you because you were late. If you're on, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. You're late if you're yeah. late, I'll take the explicitive out. Just don't right. even bother showing up. Like, yeah. don't take that as if you, if you're late 
to a job interview, you don't just not show up. But but really, that's what sports. I just said like if you do that earlier on time, yeah, then don't show yeah just that's stop Lombardi coming. time. Speaking yeah. of Lombardi in the that's, Super Bowl, that's uh, he would say beards of Blue Ridge time. Fifteen minutes or you're late. Right. Yeah, if you're not there fifteen minutes early. early. Yeah, I had a guy that interviewed here one time. He's late to the interview. I still gave him. I mean, I listened to his excuse. Gave him the job. And he was late first to the day first on day. the job. He was late. <laughs> he, he's pulling in the property and calls me, and I literally said, "Man, just keep driving." Yeah. He just, he, take the loop, man. It's yeah, fast. Just come around the loop here. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> it's true. But oh. it's yeah, it's a it's a pretty solid topic because then you, you man you can go down this rabbit hole with it of like. Uh, you know, do you allow people around you to put you in a state of hurriedness, you know, and, and that's easy to do. I know I have that, uh, I can have that effect on people, and I don't mean to do that, but it, it puts people in a, you know, because they want to look productive. Yeah. And, you know, all what I see a lot of times is just busy. Yeah. And for me, when I'm in that hurried state, when I'm hurrying, I'm incapable of, feeling any type of joy in an experience. I'm also incapable of showing any type of love to anyone when I'm in a hurry too, because I'm just, like you said, I'm tunnel vision. I'm focused on the mission. I'm focused on what needs to get done. And if you're not on that train with me, you're probably going to get bit if I'm, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And to the busy point too, if you think about it, he actually talks about it in this book too. And he said, 90% of the time when you when you talk to someone and you ask them how they're doing, busy. I'm good, but I'm busy. You know what I mean? And yeah. I do think that busy and hurry are two different things. Um, but with with speaking with hurry too, or just busyness, how can you create some extra margin in your life? You know what I mean? Like what's some things you can do differently? Uh, obviously not breathing. My breathing's been all wrong. The whole time. I'm about to switch it though. You're not hyperventilate. YouTube guy, Andrew Huberman, and it, listen to this. I mean, he's got, they did studies on, th there's three different types of breathing that they practiced, and what they showed the hyperventilating state. Actually, when you were done, your heart rate was at the lowest and stayed at the lowest. Uh, it, it peaked to the highest during the meditation. Yeah. But then it when you're done, down. it was like super low compared yeah. to all the other ones. Yeah. You know, so. It, what they connected it to is, you know, when you can condition yourself, you know, and, and, and that's probably my assumption. I don't know anything about, you know, training Navy SEALs and warriors and all that, yeah. but they put them in those states, you know, on purpose. Yeah, on purpose. And yeah. then their heart rates in the real world, it stays pretty low. It know? makes sense. It's like pretty kind of practice when like in like boxing or whatever, right. they'll really do lots of hard rounds right. yeah. so that when you're in the the match or whatever it's it's not as it's not as bad as what you just went through right. for the three months beforehand yeah, no big deal yeah you go yeah until you get knocked out <laughs> heart rate really good <laughs> <down there. laughs> right. yeah. really yeah. probably a little embarrassing <laughs> yeah. too for those guys oh well man. it's it's good that, that's the old teddy roosevelt speech that it's like you know the man in the arena i'd rather be in the mm -hmm. arena and be knocked out than uh, be the guy in the crowd telling the guy that got knocked out what he did wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? You're yeah, not even talking in the fight, man. Yeah. Yeah. Let yeah. you get up here Most, and yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And that's what we do in life. We run yeah. around and do that to people. It's like, why criticize somebody that's, you know, in the arena trying to fight for whatever it is that they they want, and you're out here criticizing them? You yeah. Know? Yeah. But I think for me, it's like, you know, that 
breathing and you know doing meditation i've gotten big into that that piece and and during the meditation there's a key to it for me it's playing out that tape of here's what my life and day is going to look like this is what's going to happen and be deeply grateful for it despite that it's not even happened yet Mm -hmm. you know and it it's helped slow me down i rarely get in a super super stressed state uh, like i used to when i was the clinical director just yeah. one thing after the other mm-hmm. you know i can slow slow the tempo down in my head and in my body and it's not as much kind of tensed up energy sure. um and then planning i think is a huge part a lot of people don't want to plan but if you plan correctly and you know like coming to Blue Ridge, it's the reality of it is whatever day you plan out, more than likely you're going to have a ton of, you know, things come up. But let's say a therapist says, I'm going to do a session at one, session at two, session at three. So they literally have not padded any, like, overflow time. So you're talking about doing an hour session and ending it at right at 159 and going into Another session number session, two, yeah. you know, at two. And yeah. then here it is 6 30 and they're finishing session three and they wonder what happened yeah well you plan for it burned out you know? yeah so it's that's why they see on our our schedules is we plan for that 15 minute group you know they get out of group and hang out for a mm-hmm. minute so i think those are three big things for me is is the meditation the breathing um and and plan correctly mm-hmm. yeah see i like i like those three suggestions mine's similar with I just need silence, right? So my meditation or breathing or whatever it is, is keyword for me is silence. Like I need, I need some silence and solitude. And one of the things actually the, the, the book pushed me to do, and especially when, when the quarantine stuff started happening, cause my anxiety was going through the roof. And even though I didn't have a lot going on, I felt hurried and rushed and all that kind of stuff. I would go outside in the mornings. Can't do it as much now cause it's really cold outside, but it was nice to go outside, no phone. I wasn't reading anything. I wasn't really praying or doing any meditation. I would literally just sit and listen to birds chirping, the wind blowing, all types of stuff like that. And it just calmed the blood pressure, my heart rate. And without even knowing it, I got into kind of a meditation and prayerful state and just kind of let my mind just go wherever it wanted to go. I it, couldn't help when you said silence. The, I pictured, you know, the little, the little Edna and Austin Powers, like the Dr. Evil Reggie. Uh, silence! <laughs> your kids, yeah. your kids see you as that person. Yeah. <laughs> be quiet. Silence! <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's it, yeah. For me, it'd be getting silent. About you, anything? Yeah, so sometimes like if, well, it depends where I'm at. If I'm at work and I'm getting like that, if I can, I'll try to try to go outside. And something about being outside, even if I'm on the phone, it breaks it up. Right. It breaks up the, that panic and it kind of grounds me a little bit. Um, at home, I don't, I don't, at home I have to kind of put myself in quiet time, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do, I'll be like, hey. Dad's gonna go upstairs for a little bit. Go to timeout. I put myself in a timeout. And I'm gonna come back. I'm a little angry. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have to do. <laughs> uh, well, we'll wrap it up. Let me read one more thing. Up, this was something that stuck out to me that was powerful. Just because if we're in that hurried or busyness, whichever whichever really is robbing you, you really 
you really just miss out on life and you miss right. you miss things and you can miss experiences and opportunities and different things like that. You miss so God shots. You miss God shots, which are probably definitely the most important thing. So it says there is a danger that you will mislive, that despite all your activity, despite all the pleasant diversions you might have enjoyed while alive, you end up living a bad life. There is, in other words, a danger that you will that when you're on your deathbed you'll look back and realize you wasted your one chance at living instead of spending your life pursuing something genuinely valuable you squandered it away because you allowed yourself to be distracted by all the various babbles life has to offer and what was babbles again you remember nope it's like, it's like, <laughs> like bells and whistles say a brook. Tran- like a babbling brook no it, I looked oh, it up because we were trying to figure out how to say it and you know it's like a, it looks like some sort of weird French word like babu. You yeah. Know what I mean? But the you know they have a language. Is that your French babble. accent? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I asked him before. I was like, I said, how, do you, how would you pronounce French. this? How would you Kentucky yeah. French? Yeah. yeah. If it was Kentucky French, it, I don't know how you'd say that. Yeah. Bobble. Something like yeah. that. But babble, it's, it's like it's like a little small trinket. So like, you know, the bells and whistles a lot. Uh, okay. You get distracted by the little the shiny yeah, things. Yeah, shiny object. Yeah. Like, oh look over there. That yeah. holds real no value and value or it's nothing you're probably gonna take with you and you know what I mean? Right. Those type of things. So focus on what's important in the present. Be aware. Well if so. you don't if you don't do your best to live in the present. You got two options. You're going to live in the regret of the past or the anxiety of the future. Neither one of those have ever benefited me. So it's like, how can I somehow get myself in the present moment, get grounded? You know what I mean? And yeah. it's not, it's not easy. I think we all bounce in and out of all that stuff. But yeah. no, I like the topic. I mean, being hurried is a, and technology makes it worse. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Constantly moving, so slow down. Uh, Appreciate it. Until next week. You going to be here? You'll be here. Yeah, that's right. I'll be here early. You going to make it? I'll be waiting out. You're early on time. I was going to say, in Latin America, they have a whole different idea about time. They just kind of chill a lot. You know what I mean? I was talking to this guy who was from Puerto Rico and the Dockers. He's saying that the Dockers have like five or six people scheduled for the same appointment because they know like, right. they, they may show up, they may not, yeah. maybe three hours later. They just kind of... need excuses. Well, that's we, what need, we don't need excuses. We need results, Marco. They, they say the same thing. With, uh, a buddy of mine worked on a, with the Native Americans on, on kind of their, their reserve, and that was the same thing. He's like when he did clinical work with them you just you didn't schedule appointments yeah, no, you they, were there between yeah. this time and then they yeah. kind of just came when they you know when they wanted so it was that was a new a new thing. cultural yeah. experience yeah. Yeah. when you can <laughs> yeah. well cool thanks for listening and You're the best host Graham with hostess, hostess with the mostest with the that's right, right. Yep, the hurried host the hurried host <laughs> we'll see you guys next week see you later